Girlfriends, episode number 52, Set Doable Goals for 2017. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm so glad we're back together. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a million years since I recorded a podcast, I guess because I did some pre-recording before Christmas time, and then I took a week off right after Christmas time. So it has been a while, and I feel like I'm out of touch with my podcast people. And maybe you're like me, and you haven't missed my being here, because I'm not caught up on any of my podcasts that I regularly listen to, um, just because I just haven't had time. You know, we're all out of our routines during the holidays, and it's not really a time where I was listening to podcasts a whole lot. So hopefully you haven't missed me. Well, no, I hope you did miss me. (laughs) But either way, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad we're back together. I hope you had a great holiday season. It is still Christmas, so I don't want to hear all these things about it being after the holidays, although I totally get it. People are going back to work. They're going back to school. Um, For me, you know, this is Monday, uh, January second that I'm recording this. I have one last day off from work and I'll be going back tomorrow. So I'm going to be visiting some family today and trying to make the most of it. It has been um, a very busy two weeks. I was looking forward to having time off from work because it really was like my whole company shuts down, which is a great great gift, a wonderful thing that, um, you know, working for the publishing company that I work for, the whole company is closed uh, between Christmas and New Year's. So I wasn't even, even though I wasn't checking email very regularly when I did, I was not inundated with stuff. People were not communicating and that was such a gift. So that was great. So I really wasn't, um, I was looking forward to that time off from work, but I wasn't anticipating and I should have been because I should have remembered, but I don't know, somehow we get this momnesia, I think. You know, you forget how painful childbirth is and that kind of thing. I think also I forgot, as much as I love having everybody home, I forgot how insane it is, how very difficult it is for me to be thrown out of my routine and to feel like I don't have time or space to myself. And so I struggled with that a little bit over over Christmas. Um, we've just had so many people in and out of the house. We've got our big boys are home, which is a wonderful thing. But their stuff is all over, which is a challenging thing. I feel like I'm drowning in laundry, despite my awesome laundry system, which I still swear by and I'm going to do a future podcast on. Uh I just, I feel like there's just stuff everywhere. You know, of course, then you have the tree in the house and other decorations and things just feel more cramped, more complicated. Like this morning, for example, was so ridiculous. I got up early this morning because I thought, okay, I'm going to get a workout in before I have to, you know, before the day kicks in, before other people are getting up. And I I still didn't feel like I had my own space. The the area of the house where I usually do my workout, it was formerly our our classroom. Um, We used to use it for homeschooling space. We still homeschool some of our kids, but we don't really use that space as a classroom, although a lot of books are in there. Um, It has my treadmill in there. It has my weights in there. It has my husband's workbench. No, it's not called a workbench. (laughs) 
that would be for tools and such. It's a weight bench. I don't know what you call it. It's the thing you lie down on and you bench press. I don't do that. Um, anyway, it's got, you know, fitness stuff in there. Um, it also has a rabbit in there. It, you know, side note, you know, weird things you do with spaces in your house. Anyway, um, that's usually my space and it usually has, you know, good space where I can put down like a workout mat and, you know, do various things and have a little bit of room in there. Well, no. <laughs> to make room for various things over the holidays things have gotten shoved in there um and the most recently the kids uh miniature it's not really miniature but i mean it's not mini mini like you put it on a table but it's a pool table that's a small size pool table that the boys love um they they love playing pool on this thing and it's not and we could never fit a full-size pool table in our house we just don't have that space but this usually works and we keep it um you know it has it has like legs and it's like a table that had gotten moved in there so I was like cramped and trying to move that thing around so I could have room to do my strength training workout and also my son Ambrose had a friend sleepover so that was like right in the next room they were both you know they stayed up late watching Sherlock or whatever and uh they were both asleep on the couches in there and so I was trying to like quietly sneak by there to get to my space and then there's still open space between the room that I'm working out in and the room where they were sleeping so trying to be very quiet and um then the dogs who are in the mudroom which is adjacent to this room just start going in their crates and you know from, you know the older dog is, is whining and crying to get out and I thought I could get away with just letting him out but then he was whining and crying because he couldn't get to me and he couldn't get to the boys and then baby dog starts with anyway it felt insane trying to do this you know this little thing where I felt like oh I can get up early and I'll have my own time and space <laughs> no but every mom knows that <laughs> every mom knows that feeling and I remember it acutely during toddler years when you know the toddler's just always there and you're trying to you know sneak past them when they're napping or something and it just feels like more often than not, getting your own space doesn't work out when you expect it to or when you're really hoping that it will. Anyway, I sort of muddled together a workout, so I feel sort of okay about how all that worked out. But it was a funny kind of reminder to me, like this, your your time and space are not your own. And that's always what's difficult for me, I think, because if I am greedy and selfish about anything, it's not about money or things or whatever. It is about my time and my my time, you know, <laughs> and it's funny how family life has a way of hitting you in the face and curing you of that. Um, not that I always respond to it perfectly, but it has really taught me that lesson, which is the truth. Like nothing we have is ours. You know, our money isn't ours. Our children aren't ours. Our spouses aren't ours. Our bodies aren't ours. We belong to God and everything belongs to God. So that includes your time and your schedule and the things that you're hoping to accomplish in the day. So I try to remember that. And I, I was pretty good about going with the flow over the holidays, but I am looking forward to getting back into a kind of routine. My big boys are still going to be home for um, another week, one of them, and another two weeks, another one of them. Um, and my oldest daughter, Katery, is off from school for even longer than that. So things are still going to be a little lopsided around here, but we're going to start getting together some semblance of a schedule. And I'm looking forward to that. But all of that said, the holidays were wonderful. I, I mean, I really think I especially enjoyed this holiday season just the times that we were all home together and you hear you know or I did anyway when my kids were younger these moms talking about when their kids came home from college and it just felt like this other world I was listening to like what your children go away and then they come home and then it's different and special when everybody's just together having dinner 
Like to me that that felt like a weird concept because we were always all home together under the same roof having dinner together. But now I really do understand it. I really do appreciate it. And what a gift that was to have that this holiday season. I hope you had some of that this holiday season. I hope you enjoyed a New Year's celebration of any kind, whatever you did. I loved watching on social media all the different ways that families kind of celebrate the new year, whether they even stayed up till midnight or not. Um it's just, you know, it, it's fun to watch all the different traditions that families have. I find it really encouraging and inspiring and a good reminder to me that we don't have to do all the stuff. You don't have to do all the stuff every year to feel like you're doing it right. You know, um, every year is different. Every family is different. And if you can kind of go with the flow a little bit, it's very helpful because the holidays, I think, are the opportunity for us to majorly stress ourselves out. We talked a little bit about that with Christmas, but even stuff like New Year's, you know, and stuff like the the liturgical year celebrations that, you know, people, epiphanies coming up. And I know that I used to much more stress about those things. And I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin. I'm okay with the things that we don't do. I'm okay with the things that I can't get to some years. You know, like if a perfect example are these beautiful snowflake cookies that I love to make for New Year's. And I've made them a few different years. They take a lot of time and effort. It's like these sugar cookie cutouts. I have a certain recipe I like to use that's brown sugar cookies and you you cut out these you know i have like one of the wilton like super beautiful snowflake cookie cutters that's the one i like to use it's very um kind of uh ornate and it has a really beautiful shape to it and it's kind of a large cookie i love to make those and then frost them in um white and blue with these certain decorations anyway it's a multi-step process as anybody who makes decorated or cut out cookies knows it's many steps and i've made those a few different years and i was planning to make them this year i even bought some of the decorations for it and i was like oh i'm totally gonna have time because you know i have all that time off between christmas and new year's i'll just spend a couple of afternoons you know baking and then decorating and no didn't happen and you know in years past i would see those decorations sitting on my pantry shelf and just beat myself up for not having gotten to it but this year i was fine i you know, I was happy with the times we spent together as a family. I was happy with the ways that we celebrated. Not that everything went perfectly, mind you, but I felt satisfied, you know, like, actually, you know what, I actually, <laughs> I think I did enough. And I think it's okay. And maybe I'll make those cookies in March, just to cheer everybody up on a dreary winter day or something. Anyway, I have a lot to say about the holidays, apparently, but uh, I hope yours were, were wonderful, and I hope you're also feeling good about getting back to routines. Um, I know some people suffer with kind of post-holiday blues as they're getting back, like maybe you feel disappointed with the ways the holidays went. Um, you know, I want to encourage you to just start this new year fresh, and that's what I'm talking about uh, today. Before I talk about our topic about setting doable goals for 2017, I do want to mention... Uh, the podcast and things that are going to be changing. <laughs> you heard some different music at the start of this, and that's only because I'm terribly disorganized. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that was another plan I had that I thought I was going to have tons of time for, is spending a little time kind of organizing the ways in which I might like the podcast to be different in the new year. I am not prepared to make any of those decisions right now. So I'm just like, well, you know, what? I'm just going to sit and record an episode and uh, see where it goes from there. I'm not going to have an interview um, for this episode because I just simply haven't set that up and I haven't had time to um, connect with anybody to record an interview. But I think that's part of what I'm going to change in the coming year. As, as little as I've thought about it, I know this much that 
I have felt like some weeks, especially when my regular work is super busy or my family life is, that it's difficult for me to keep up the schedule of putting out an hour-long podcast every week. So I am going to give myself the gift of permission to post an interview or not. And the weeks where I do have an interview, maybe I won't be doing as long an opening segment or, um, you know, I, I, but I would love to hear from you about what you enjoy about the podcast, what you definitely don't want me to give up or what you might like to see more of, or your ideas for additions or subtractions from the podcast. Um, your feedback would be really valuable to me as I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, but I'm not giving it up. I did entertain that thought briefly when I thought, okay, I did this for a year. That really was my goal starting out. I said, I don't I don't want to quit before a year. I want to give this thing a full try. And I thought, well, I did a year, so maybe I'm going to move on to another project. Well, no, I, I love doing this too much and I love connecting with you guys here too much. So I'm not going to give up the podcast in the coming year, but I will change it. I do need to make some adjustments to make it fit my schedule and I'm going to be okay with that. You know, sometimes I'm a little bit of a Nazi with how I set up these goals for myself. Like every podcast must have, you know, a topic plus a guest and well, I'm going to be okay with changing the structure a little bit. Um, and I'm going to experiment with that in the coming months. So if you have feedback or ideas or whatever for me, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com or you can connect with me at daniellebean.com. You can click the tab, leave voicemail and easily leave me a voicemail that way that I can include on a future podcast. Then also you can connect with me on Voxer, which you know is an app that I love, and you can find that in the show notes at daniellebean.com. You can click the little tab to connect on Voxer with me, and it's an easy way to kind of leave voice messages for one another. I'd love it if you do that. Let me know what you like about the podcast, what you'd like to see me do in the coming year. I'm looking forward to another year here with my girlfriends on the podcast. Okay, so moving on to this week's topic, I want to talk about not really resolutions. I'm not a New Year's resolution kind of person. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's too formal a thing or we put too much pressure on ourselves. And there's some part of me that has always hesitated to attach any kind of a formal big goal to the new year. Um, so I'm not a resolution kind of person, but I do want to talk about that because I think it's important that we spend some time at the start of a year, especially, you know, inside of the Catholic Church. It's nice for us to think about it, especially on Mary's feast day, which we just had yesterday, January 1st. Think about what gift you want to give to God in the coming year and ask Mary about it, you know, um, pray about it. Spend some time really thoughtfully examining your life. Think, Looking back, I think it's natural at the end of a year, and we all have different rituals where we do this, looking back at the past year and, you know, things that we, we loved, things that we failed at, things that uh, were super wonderful and surprising, things that were disappointing, um, you know, so kind of reflecting on the last year and even if it's not in a formal resolution-making kind of way, setting some goals for the coming year. I, I'm a big fan of goals. I am not so much a fan of resolutions, but I love the idea of setting goals for ourselves. And I just want to encourage you, I called this episode Doable Goals for 2017, because I think sometimes our tendency is to set 
really daunting goals for ourselves, especially when we're all amped up at the start of a new year. And I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And we overwhelm ourselves and we fail. It was so funny. Yesterday on January 1st, I noticed a trend on Twitter. I forget the hashtag, but it was you know, people confessing that they'd already failed at their New Year's resolution on January 1st, you know. So at least we can have a sense of humor about the fact that a lot of us don't keep our resolutions. But then knowing that, you know, recognizing human nature, if you do have goals, let's talk about some ways that we can actually set goals that we will be able to achieve and feel good about. So first of all, in a general sense, not talking specifically, I'm going to talk about four different kinds of goals that I want to encourage you to make in the coming year. But in sort of a general sense, a way that we can make goals doable, what I mean by that word is we can break them down into smaller parts. Because of course, we all have these lofty goals, like, you know, (laughs) keep taking it out to the next step. And every one of our goals is like, get to heaven, you know. Um, So but Break it down into into smaller steps, into things that you can do, things you can take concrete action on, because I find that that's the most empowering thing. Sometimes the hardest thing is doing the first thing towards your goal, taking the first action. We, we sometimes like to make all of our plans and our lists and think about it and talk about it, and then we never do a single thing. But it's so empowering to take that first small step toward accomplishing whatever it is that you're hoping to accomplish. So, you know, I, I want to encourage you to break it down and maybe set, instead of a year-long goal, think, I want to do this thing for a month. You know, I'm going to do this first small step toward my goal, and I want to do it for a month. So let's talk about some of the different categories. Um, I think I, I came up with four different categories that I think it's important for all of us to think about goals in. And um, the first one is a spiritual goal, your spiritual life. So I think it's important to have spiritual goals. I mean, you know, sometimes, and I've certainly been guilty of this, you're just drifting by and it's like, yep, I get to mass once a week. Yep, I'm going to confession like every other month. Yep, I'm, you know, talking to my kids and and reading the Bible with them or whatever it is and then feel like that's enough, you know. But if you're not moving forward, I promise you, you're not standing still. You're growing stagnant in your faith and you're moving backwards and um, you're losing that connection with God. And not that he abandons us, but that we abandon him when we kind of check out in that way and we're just kind of punching our time card. So I think one way that we can overcome that is by setting a spiritual goal. Think about your spiritual life, wherever you are. Maybe you have none to speak of. So start there. Start with, I want to say a morning offering in the morning. I want to, um, you know, spend five minutes reading, a, you know, a passage from the Bible before I go to bed at night or, you know, some small thing like that. And start there, even if you're doing absolutely nothing, which I think most listeners to this podcast are not. But if you are, that's okay. You can start right there. You can start with nothing and make that first one small goal. If you already do have a spiritual life of of some sort, then think about ways that you could improve it. Think about ways that you could add to it. Think about ways that maybe you could expand your mind a little bit. One woman I know recently really inspired me because she shared with me, and now this is a super like conservative, and I don't mean politically, I'm talking about just, you know, her socially, she's a very conservative woman. She's very kind of straight-laced, and I know she has that approach to her faith life. And she shared with me that she joined this charismatic healing prayer group, like hands on you kind of, you know, 
I, I don't know because I haven't been to this particular group, but it was a group in her parish that she kind of had really bad feelings toward. And she challenged herself and said, you know what? I'm going to join that group. I'm going to see what they do. I'm going to see how they pray. And I'm going to see what I can learn from it. And it's not like she became a charismatic person or, you know, fully embraced that. But what she shared with me was that she overcame some of her prejudices toward people in that group and um, toward that style of prayer by participating in it to whatever extent she did, you know, going to this meeting once a week. Um, But that it broadened her own spiritual life. Not that she became like that, you don't, you know, not changing who she was, but that it broadened her mind a little bit about what her relationship with God was meant to be like. And I thought, what a beautiful thing. What a brave thing for that woman to do. How many of us would do that? I mean, I go around avoiding spiritual challenges. I don't want that. I don't need that. I'm going to choose what feels comfortable to me, you know? So I was really impressed with that. And now maybe there's something similar you could do. And maybe it doesn't have to be joining a group. It could be reading a book that's outside of your spiritual comfort zone. Um, and, and I'm not encouraging you to go and like explore Hindu practices or something. I mean, I'm talking about within, within the church, within the faith. Um, but there's such a, a broad broad variety of ways that people experience connection with God and ways that people worship God and um, even inside of the Catholic Church. So there's a lot there. There's a great richness to our liturgy and our tradition inside of the Catholic Church. So explore some of it. It doesn't have to be something that makes you uncomfortable, but something you're unfamiliar with. Um, I think that can be a great challenge. Um, Or if you just want to be making that, you know, progress in that daily connection with God, which so many of us struggle with, then, you know, find a way to add five minutes to your day or to add a couple of daily masses to your week or an hour of adoration to your week. Like, but then don't say, I'm going to do this every single day for the entire year of 2017. Uh, Say, I'm going to do this for the month of January, and then I'm going to check back in. And I'll help you out because we will check back in at the start of February about goals for February. But I think it's important for us to set those smaller goals um, that are that are doable and that we can say, I'm going to do this for 30 days. And there's something mentally that it's easier to commit to if we know it's for that long. Like you, you can be like, okay, if I absolutely hate it and it's not working out, then I'm not trapped and I'm not a failure if I move away from it at that point. You know, when you set the year long goal or for the rest of my life goal, and then you move away from that, you do feel there's some level of feeling like a failure because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So don't say you're going to do that. I really want to encourage you with these goals to just talk about the, the the month of January and, and see see where that takes you. So spiritually, I want to challenge you to think about where God wants you to go. Where, 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 how is God calling you to grow closer to him in the coming month? In what ways could you grow spiritually? In what ways do you need to nurture yourself more spiritually? You know best and God knows. So I would encourage you to take it to prayer if you're not sure exactly what kind of goal to set, but do set a spiritual goal for the month of January. All right, the next goal I want to talk about is relationship goals. Now, relationships are where we really find joy and satisfaction and fulfillment and meaning in our lives. But do we give them that kind of priority? I mean, I think we all recognize it. Like if we had to talk about it, we recognize the fact that our relationships are what bring us happiness, what bring us the most joy in in our lives. And yet, We don't always give them that priority. So I think it's important to set a relationship goal, to talk about it, to be concrete about 
what you want in your relationships. Um, so, you know, for me, for example, what came to mind when I was thinking about a relationship goal was, and this is something that maybe a lot of you will be able to relate to, family dinner time. Family dinner time used to be a no-brainer around here. Like, we used to always, always all be home, you know, pretty much without fail, unless we were all together at some event or whatever. Um, so, it wasn't a problem. And then as the kids got older, yeah, it was challenging and sports seasons and whatnot, but still mostly I managed to, you know, pull it together. And if we, you know, if we didn't all have dinner together at, you know, six o'clock, then maybe it was later or most of us did or whatever. And I don't know if it's because of a combination of things. I think it kind of probably is, but kids growing older, me working more than I ever did when my older kids were young. I, you know, I'm just busier and there are times when I'm even, you know, out of the house at dinner time and, or, you know, gone for overnight or whatever it is. But family dinner times have become a real struggle for me to make them happen ever at all. And I found that once you get out of that habit, that it really takes a lot of effort. Even on a night when everybody's all home, it it feels forced to me and I have to force myself like, oh, everybody's here. We can all sit down and have dinner together and to make that happen rather than to do the easy thing and um, let, you know, one of the kids watch television while he's having a plate and then the other kid can finish his homework and then come down when he's ready and he can eat then. And, you know, it's fine that there are some days that work out that way in family life, but that's not how I want the norm to be in my home. And I need to make it a greater priority. So there might be something like that, um, family dinner time. And that is definitely a relationship goal for me because I find, and it's not some magical thing where everybody always gets along and you're smiling and you hold hands and say grace and whatever. It's rarely like that. But I do find that we have conversations we would not otherwise have. And we hear things from our kids that we would not otherwise hear from them because we're just, we're forcing everybody to be in everybody else's presence. And so although it isn't always magical, I find that it's really worth it to me. And I'm not going to set the goal of doing it every single night, but I am going to set the goal of doing it more often than not. So, and for, you know, for the month of January. And whoever's there can participate and whoever's not there, you know, even if it's just three or four of us who are home. And sometimes that happens as crazy as it is in a large family. Sometimes that happens that you've only got a couple of kids that are home and, you know, to kind of go from there. So that's going to be my relationship goal, but it might be something else for you, you know, um, just give some thought to your relationships and it doesn't have to be with your own kids. It could just be inside of your marriage. What's a relationship goal you have inside of your marriage? Maybe your husband and you never spend time alone together. That would be a great goal to have, to have a regular date night, whether it's in house or out of house. Um, or maybe, uh, you have a friend or a relative that you, have this nagging feeling like you're neglecting this person that could use more of your presence in their life. Well, then, you know, maybe a goal would be visiting that person regularly for the coming 30 days or calling that person on a particular day for the next 30 days. You know, you know, I just, I want to encourage you to spend some time thinking about what your goals might be inside of your relationships in your life. And then don't set the goal, you know, something too over the top that you're going to set yourself up for failure with. Although it's tempting because we want that perfection. So setting the goal sometimes makes us feel like, okay, now I'm perfect. I have the perfect goal. But ultimately, I think it ends up making you feel like a failure because we all fall short of that perfection sometimes. 
So set a doable goal. Set something that's achievable in the short term. Okay, the third category of goals that I want to talk about to encourage you to set is a professional goal. Now, this does not have to be if you're working outside of the home. You know, if you are, then yes, it can involve your work. But I know, um, you know, plenty of people don't work outside of the home. They're, they're at-home parents. Or there are people I know who do work outside of the home, and they would have zero goals for their professional life because that's not something that's meaningful to them. That's like earning a paycheck, you know? I'm thinking, for example, of the the years where I would waitress, you know, uh, three or four evenings a week just to make extra money and be able to pay the bills. I had no work-related goals and I had no desire to set work-related goals, you know, back then or professional goals. But if if that's you, then this goal can still apply to you because what I'm talking about here is things that bring you personal, personally bring you satisfaction, bring you a sense of fulfillment. So even if you are a, a mom at home and that's what you do full time, then there's still things that you do or would like to do for your own enrichment, learning, and that sense of success in your life that, I mean, it's easy to come up with ones if you're like a professional, um, if you're, or even if you're just like a freelance writer, for example, um, I, <laughs> I go there because that's my experience, my background, and a lot of the people that I know. But, you know, you might set a work goal, like I'm going to start a blog because I really enjoy writing and I want to explore what I could do with that professionally. Or I really enjoy writing and I just want to explore what I can do with that. You know, maybe you're a quilter. Maybe you love to quilt or you would love to learn to quilt and you're inclined in that direction or to knit or to, um, gosh, I don't even know, fix cars. I don't know what you guys do. You know what you do. If there's something you've always wanted to learn, maybe you've always wanted to learn a martial art or, um, you know, photography. Uh, there's so many things out there that you could, you know, it's personal development ultimately is what it comes down to. It might be related to the work that you do outside of your home that earns a paycheck, but it might not. Um, I want you to spend a little time kind of exploring and thinking about things that bring you that sense of fulfillment, something maybe that you've long neglected or that you've crossed off a list as impossible right now because of X, Y, or Z. And, you know, or maybe it's a goal you had in the past that you haven't thought about in a long time. Revisit that. Think about what those things might be. And then, you know, you don't have to switch your whole life around to make this thing happen. You know, don't set a goal of like, you know, traveling through Europe for 21 days out of the 30 in the month of January or something, unless that's doable for you. If it is, good for you. But um, most of us are dealing with like, you know, maybe I want to learn Italian. Maybe I'm going to check out a few books from the library or, um, you know, buy Rosetta Stone or listen to some podcasts and begin to learn a foreign language. Or, you know, I'm giving lots of examples here, but you understand what I'm talking about. The idea that it, we all can benefit from personal development, from quote unquote, professional development, setting a professional goal. So, you know, for me, for example, I am planning to spend some time in the coming month really working on developing and um, getting the word out a little bit more about the retreat that I've designed and kind of perfecting the plan for that. Um, a, a day retreat for women that I've talked about here on the podcast. It's based on my book um, that's called You're Worth It. And I, what I'm doing with this retreat is 
I've begun to promote it a little bit and I've gotten really, really positive feedback from people. Um, I've got it booked through uh, several months into the spring and I'm still booking for like the summer months. I have a couple of dates in late spring. If you're interested in finding out more about this retreat that I'm working on, um, it's at daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. You can get more information there. There's a form you can fill out to request more detailed information or to inquire about particular dates or when I might be available to come out and do this retreat in your area. Um, but this is something that I, when I, when I thought about it, like last year, I was really excited about starting this podcast. Um, this year I'm excited about continuing the podcast, but then I'm also excited about making this retreat what it, what I feel like it fully can be. It's something that I am excited about when I think about it, when I spend time on it. And I've gotten such feedback from women that I know there's a need for it. Um, not, you know, I feel like there's, there's a place for, um, a retreat that is just a day, you know, even just a Saturday afternoon, for example, that, that women have a need for that kind of spiritual support. We don't all have the time and the resources to be able to, you know, spend a three day weekend on silent retreat in a monastery, for example, although that's wonderful. You know, I know some people who do that. I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. It's just, it's not something that I can do at this point in my life. And I think that's the case for many women, but I think there's a real need for us to pull ourselves out of our daily lives, even for just a few hours and connect with other women but then, you know, connect personally with Jesus and find out what what Jesus's love means for us personally and reflect on what that means for us in a very intimate way. And that's what I hope to accomplish with this retreat is to invite women to step outside of their daily routines and just spend some real time focusing on their relationship with Jesus and focusing on the ways in which recognizing Jesus's love for them and their worth in his eyes can change their lives. So I'm super excited about that. That's my quote unquote professional goal. It has nothing to do with the work that I do, you know, publishing Catholic Digest, for example, but it is a a personal development goal for me because this is something that I'm personally very connected to and I find a lot of joy and fulfillment in bringing this kind of work to other people and in focusing on this kind of work. And so that's a goal that I'm setting. So I haven't come up with the concrete exactly what I want to do with that yet. And it's okay. It's only January 2nd. I want to encourage you to be casual about this. Not so casual that you're not going to actually set these goals and take those steps, but not, but casual enough so that you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself and unrealistic pressure on yourself. So that's um, my professional goal is to be spending a regular amount of time and I have to, you know, I have to carve it out of my weeknights and uh, weekends. So it's important that I figure out when I'm going to actually be spending that time on that project. So um, that's my professional goal. Um, Okay, so last goal is the one that's very common and you probably thought about it when I first was talking about doable goals for 2017 is a health goal. We all have health goals and that's like the most popular, I think, New Year's resolution is like lose weight, get fit, you know, those kinds of things. Um, And 
That's great. I think it's wonderful that we focus on ways to physically improve ourselves uh, during a new year. I think it's a great time to kind of reset, especially after the holidays, which probably involved some indulgences. (laughs) I think all of the rum cake is out of my house now, so (laughs) I can begin to focus on health goals myself. But think about a short-term health goal, or even a long-term one, and then break it down into shorter-term goals, something that you can do. For me personally, I set my personal health goal in January, and this is going to sound so dumb, but it's one that I need to work on, is drinking more water. I don't drink water. I don't generally like it, and I have to find ways to kind of force myself to do it, and I know it's bad for me, and um, I I, you know, we all know you may not need the eight glasses, the, you know, the one that people talk about all the time every day, but we, we all need to be drinking more water and drinking less things like coffee and Diet Coke. Uh, I know this about myself. So that's my short-term goal. And I haven't set an amount on it, but I'm, I already feel like I'm achieving my goal if I'm keeping my water bottle with me and keeping it filled. And I bring it with me when I go out and um, it follows me around the house. If I'm working, I make sure I have water right nearby and not just as a decoration, but actually drinking it. And so far, I think I've been doing really well with that. So I'm very pleased. I'm very happy. And that's a small goal. It's a small thing, but it starts with that. And then, you know, once you set that habit, then you can move on to other things. So you might have a great big lofty goal of losing a a certain amount of weight, of running a race or whatever it is, then you know what? Set a smaller goal that's going to move you toward that. If you do have a plan of like, let's say you're not running regularly and you really want to like be a runner. Well, then, you know, the Couch to 5K program is a great, like doable goal because it starts small. It starts where you are, which, you know, the couch to 5K, it literally starts with it expects you to be sitting on the couch, you know. So that's a great program that can kind of walk you through. So even if you're not there, you know, doing a different training program and, you know, beginning it, um, I think is a great way to kind of work toward a goal of getting more fit. Maybe you just have goal of getting to the gym three times a week. Um, that's great. I would say set that goal for 30 days and see where you're at see where you need to kind of adjust your plan or um, regroup and refocus. Um, And then, of course, with healthy eating, I mentioned the rum cake. I think probably all of us um, have eaten more sugar and maybe drunk more wine than we were planning to over the holidays. I always think, I'm going to be so good. But let me share this with you. Something that helped me this holiday season, not that I, I was a perfect eater, and not that that was even my goal through the holiday season. I don't want to be that person who's sitting at the party and refusing to, you know, enjoy anything that's being served, you know, like, I want to celebrate too. And I, and there's some degree of normal and balance there that we we all should be looking to achieve. Anyway, something that helped me was recognizing that I don't have to be in party mode all day, every day through the holidays. Like, what I would do, Oftentimes, our celebrations, whether it was as a family or with other people or with friends or fam, you know, my extended family, a lot of times our celebrations were centered around dinner time or evening times. And so I, as much as I reasonably could, stuck to a goal of, you know, a, a regular healthy breakfast and lunch and trying to make sure I got a workout in, in in the early parts of the day. And it didn't always happen and that was okay. But I think setting that goal for myself and not um, 
you know, then I didn't feel so terrible. Like, because if you go for days and days and days where you're just like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just eating a bunch of garbage and not working out. And you start to feel really get really get down on yourself. But that was really helpful to me because it's it kept that kind of mindset there. Like, I'm not you know, completely going off track with regard to my my goals for how I want to care for my body. Of course, there's plenty of off track that happens during the holidays. Um, but having that kind of basic plan, I think was very helpful. Anyway, that's an aside for future holiday seasons for you. Um, hopefully that might be helpful, a helpful approach for you as well. Um, but then, you know, if your goal is healthy eating, then maybe get somebody on board with you, maybe figure out exactly what you want your plan to be. Maybe your doable goal is only going to be um, for 30 days, avoiding a certain food that you know is really a weakness for you and that you eat too much of. Or maybe your doable goal is going to be adding a certain food to your diet that you know is good for you, um, like a salad at lunch or, um, you know, protein at breakfast or whatever it is. I, I don't know what your eating plan is, but um, I would encourage you to set a goal like that, that um, Maybe there's something that every night after the kids go to bed, whether it's like ice cream or wine or whatever it is that chips that you're indulging in. A lot of us, those are our, those are the witching hours. Those, that's the time when we're really most likely to be eating stuff that's not best for our bodies before we go to bed at night. And maybe your goal is going to be to, to limit some of that. Um, whether it's only going to have it on certain days. I know I've had a lot of success with doing that in the past where, um, I didn't want to fall in a habit where I was drinking wine every single night after the kids went to bed. And that pretty much was the direction I was headed in. And um, so I, I just decided, well, I'm only going to do that on, you know, weekend nights, like Friday and Saturday nights. And, you know, whatever your particular thing is that you want to add to your diet or you want to um, limit in your diet, uh, I would encourage you to pick certain days like that. Just kind of make it a reasonable goal. And even if your ultimate goal is to eliminate something altogether or to only ever eat, you know, super healthy foods or whatever it is, making that first small step and setting that doable goal for 30 days is what's going to get you there. It's what's going to help you to feel empowered and like you're moving towards success. And there's nothing more empowering than that. There's nothing more encouraging and affirming than that, than the fact that you can feel like, yeah, I set this goal and I'm doing it. You know, I made that step toward doing it. Oftentimes, now speaking globally here, not just about health goals, but about all of these goals, we've talked about spiritual goals, professional goals, relationship goals, and health goals. The thing that's the hardest to do is just to begin. The thing that's the hardest to do is take that first step. So what I want to encourage you today to do is to take a small action, set a goal of a small action, and then do it, follow through and do it, and then recognize how empowered you feel by taking that step, making that move toward what your goal is. And that is what will lead to, you know, future goals, bigger goals, accomplishing more things toward that ultimate goal that you have. And ultimately, that that achievement and that success that we're all looking for when we're setting those lofty New Year's resolutions, you know, at the end of 30 days, you're going to feel closer to that. And that's going to encourage you and empower you to move on and take that next step. So, Today is all about doing something, <laughs> setting these achievable goals, and then following through with actual action. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. 
in the next couple of days, I, I want you to really think about it and set a goal for the next 30 days in each of those different categories. So again, a spiritual goal, a professional goal, a relationship goal, and a health goal, and make them small enough so that you can focus on all four of those different things, not be overwhelmed by them in the coming months. And you know what? If one of those doesn't speak to you and you don't feel like focusing, if only one of them is really screaming out to you, like, focus on me, then do that. You know, I I want to just encourage you to um, customize what I'm telling you here to what you know you need in your life. And then let me know how it's going for you. I'd love to hear from you over the next 30 days. We're going to check in again after 30 days. Um, But I'd love to hear from you in the meantime. Let me know how your goals are going, what goals you're setting, what your challenges are. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Vox or go to the show notes at daniellebean.com and click on that little connect with me on Voxer. It's super easy, super fun way to leave voice feedback. Or go to daniellebean.com and click that little tab on the right side of your screen that says leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait to hear about your goals and the ways in which you're achieving them in 2017. And speaking of feedback, I got a little bit of feedback, and I was sorry to not be able to share this with you before Christmas, but I got some more feedback from our one male listener, or at least the one who admits he is a fan of girlfriends, David, sent me a little bit of feedback about taking kids to midnight mass. And I had already pre-recorded the Christmas episode, so I wasn't able to share his feedback before Christmas time. But I think it's important enough and applies to taking children to mass in a general sense that I, I wanted to share it with you here now. Hey, Danielle, David Novacheski. Um, just listen to the Christmas episode. Uh, good work. Great stuff. And uh, I can't encourage your listeners more to really heed your advice about Midnight Mass. Uh, we were in the same boat many years ago. Uh, Saturday evening, or the Vigil Mass being no good, and Christmas Day trying to rest people away uh, from toys was also an issue in addition to you know, family coming over. So, um, I took, I think it was your advice actually, and broke the one rule that I have uh, for parenting, which is never wake a sleeping child unless there's an emergency, uh, and did that. And uh, midnight mass is a staple now, and the kids are older, so it's not that big of a deal. But um, uh, those were some of the most prayerful masses I've ever gone to uh, as a parent of young children. Um, just because there's, uh, they were so well behaved, uh, either sleeping or half awake or just kind of, um, taking all of the, uh, magic, I guess, of that night in. So, uh, yes, I wholeheartedly concur with that. Uh, I hope you are having a wonderful advent and, uh, and your Christmas preparations are uh, going well. Take care. Keep up the good work. Bye. So thank you, David, for doing that. Connecting on Voxer. He connected on Voxer. If David can do it, you can too. So um, I really appreciate you sending that voicemail and encouraging people to consider Midnight Mass as an option. I don't know what everyone's experiences were of Christmas Mass this year, but if you had a not-so-awesome experience, as I know I have had, doing those Christmas morning Masses or doing the evening Mass, the vigil the night before, um, then maybe consider that for next year. Give it some thought. Consider taking your kids to Midnight Mass and see how that might improve or change what your experience of 
the Christmas celebration is like. So thank you for that, David. And thank you for reaching out. And thank you for being a girlfriend's listener and being man enough to admit that you listen. I love that. My own husband doesn't listen, but David listens. So I, I feel affirmed. And um, so anyway, I would love it if other people would share their feedback similarly. If you have feedback for me, you can connect with me. Send me an email at danielle at daniellebean.com. But you know, voicemail, voice messages are my love language. And so send me those voice messages. You can connect on Voxer or go to daniellebean.com and click leave voicemail or just record on your iPhone and send me the file. It's that easy. I know that you know how to do this. So anyway, I would love to get that feedback from you on today's episode, on any past episodes, on what you'd like to see in the future here on the podcast. I want it all. Give it to me. And I want to be sure to thank you for the emails that you have sent. I have received some private messages from people. I really appreciate hearing from you about ways in which the podcast is helping you or encouraging you. I love to hear that. Um, but also, I love to hear about people, um, their everyday lives and the kinds of challenges they're experiencing. So, you know, let me know the different ways that this podcast could better serve you. But also, thank you just for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Really, you're clicking, you're sharing, your encouragement in that way, you're subscribing, you're leaving iTunes reviews or sharing on social media. It's all so encouraging to me. But just the fact that you join me, that you put that earbud in your ear and listen to me ramble on every week. I am so grateful of that. I mean, I'm so appreciative of that. And I can't thank you enough just for being here. Your presence really is a real gift to me. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you'll enjoy your day and God bless your week. 